am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello and welcome to Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy. And for those of you joining us for the first time, let me give you a little taste of what this show is all about. Every episode, I sit down with a guest and we get to know them a little bit just before we jump into a topic of our choosing and sort of mine it for occult connections and some of them are more obvious than others sometimes it takes a little bit of a mental gymnastics to get there but either way we have fun with it and you know just nice little conversations that include you and if you find yourself thirsty for more content, we also release mini-sodes every now and then that are oftentimes just mini-versions of the show, but sometimes include experimental skits and just general strangeness and fun either way. So be sure to check those out. But now for this week's episode, I sat down with a very charming individual by the name of Maggie Cirillo. You may also know her as Chronic Chain, but I sat down with Maggie and we talked about our shared love of the very trashy genre of television known as reality TV. This was a very enjoyable conversation. We confess our love of certain shows as well as dig into the past a bit for some forgotten shows either way i had a blast and maggie is a delight to listen to so without any further ado here is my conversation with the one and only Reality TV junkie, Maggie Cirillo. And I am sitting here with artist and jeweler, Maggie Cirillo. What's up, Maggie? Not much. Just hanging out on this beautiful Saturday. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, So... Artist and jeweler, you go under the name Chronic Chain. I know this. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the biz. So I started making chain mail probably about three years ago now. 
I had a piece of chainmail jewelry and I was just like actually looking at it and touching it one day and just being like, hey, I think I could do this. And went on YouTube and learned a bunch of different weaves and just started making it on my own. And then resin, I don't even really know how I got into resin. I, I think it was just kind of the same thing where I like saw a piece of resin jewelry and was like, hey, I could, I could do that. And a friend wanted me to make them um, a custom ashtray. So they actually bought me a heart-shaped ashtray mold, and then I just, like, ran with it oh, after that. Oh, sick. And for clarification, yeah. this is resin, like, the uh, the like crafting material, resin. not... Because you yes. are named Chronic Chain, so I do oh, like the yeah. idea of, like, a sticky, icky, like, <laughs> stinkified ashtray, but... I definitely make weed-related jewelry and also ashtrays, so I feel like it fits in with the name, too. Yeah, I was just on your... Uh, website and i saw that your weed leaf earrings were diplomatically called three leaf earrings (laughs) okay just in case a grandma maybe just really likes maple trees or something (laughs) yeah they can still enjoy it (laughs) right on well what uh getting into pop culture what have you been consuming lately what's been tickling your fancy um, I've been on a really big 90 Day Fiance kick. They just started putting out a spinoff of it called The Single Life. So I've actually been watching that as it comes out every week on Sundays. Yeah, 90 so Day Fiance. So that's been my like, guilty pleasure. Ooh. The best way I describe it to people when they maybe scoff at the idea, you know, uh, of somebody getting sort of or getting someone from another country to marry them, the whole visa thing, they kind of think it sounds really creepy, but I tell them it's really just a gossip column that you get to watch. It's kind of safe gossip as well as you'd be surprised. You'd think it would just be creepy dudes getting young women from these countries. It is a total mix of like, sometimes (laughs) the woman is is the one you're like, I don't like that person. Some like oh, dynamics. Absolutely. absolutely. There, um, Darcy was like one of the women that I was just like, oh my God, she's trying to bring this guy over from, uh, from Amsterdam. And she was, she was just like trying to marry him straight up. And he was like, no, I just want to, I just want to get to know you. <laughs> yeah. it, she was, she was so nuts. I love her though. But, um, there are a lot of people in that show too that are like cute. You can tell that they're actually like real couples. That. Yes, sometimes a lot of awe moments. They really do a good job of giving you in one episode a little bit of cringe, mm-hmm. a little bit of awe that's cute, and then some just general family drama out the wazoo, like big yelling matches and Oh yeah, absolutely. They I feel like they try to make it you know, a little bit of both, because if it was just like straight up evil and mean all the time, people probably wouldn't want to watch it. You have to have a few of those couples who are like, okay, this is why the K-1 visa actually exists. (laughs) Like for these people to get married and just like live their lives. Yeah. uh, Follow up question. Have you noticed, and this is probably a stretch, any occult references throughout the show? In 90 Day Fiance. Hmm. I do remember there was a, like, maybe a family in Haiti or something. So at least allusions to Voodoo. Am I remembering that right? 
I don't know about that. There's also just so many, like, different uh, spinoffs that I, I, there's no way I've watched, <laughs> yeah. like, all the couples. Before the um, 90 days, after the 90 days, during the 90 oh, days. Oh, yeah. So many. Um, there, there was a, a, one guy who, this isn't really, like, a cult related, but he, they were, they were somewhere, and someone got, like, t- attacked with a machete, and it was very real, and it was like ninety days the other way. So he was in a foreign country. I can't remember who it was, but I think he was somewhere in South America. And like all the producers just are like screaming and running, and they're trying to like find the girl that he was with. It was like so dramatic. Yeah, so there's at least a horror element, if not yes. supernatural. Well, have you have you seen anything else movie wise or book wise TV show wise that does have occult things in it barring oh, our upcoming yes. topic? Cause we've kind of breached yes. it a little bit. So I have been watching the show called ghost inside my child. Oh, it's an A and E show. <laughs> um, it features just different um, families talking about, their kids who they believe were reincarnated. And usually these stories start to unfold when the child is around like two to four years old. And it's, it's a crazy thing. Cause these parents totally um, like believe their kids and like allow them to express themselves. And that's like the only reason they're on this TV show. So you're not seeing it from like this, uh, from like an up or like super like skeptics uh, point yes. of view yeah yes exactly yeah i watched some of it it definitely is has sort of i guess they call them news magazines or maybe docu series kind of like unsolved mysteries where it's mm-hmm. like they talk interviews with the parents and then sort of reenactments i watched yes. one of a kid that he went to a titanic exhibit and then yes. had night terrors about being on the titanic and then after those night terrors, he was chill because apparently, according to his mother, he had gone through the sinking experience and then afterwards was at peace. <laughs> I remember that kid. He used to draw like all of those stylistically different like photos of the Titanic, including ones where the Titanic was like cut in half and it showed different rooms and floors of Damn. the Titanic. Yeah, there, there was a part where... Uh, his mother looked at one of the drawings and it had a hundred individual windows drawn. She's like, you are like three years old. Like, how do you know this? Yeah, I, I definitely, I, maybe not at that age. I remember middle school being, being in middle school when the Titanic movie came out and mm-hmm. definitely getting into the Titanic historically. I don't know if I ever drew a picture with a hundred windows. That's a lot of windows. But yeah, it seems the parents are just really, in a way, it's kind of nice that they're at least, they seem to be so in shock with the creativity of their child that they're like, Mm -hmm. this kid's got to be, this kid's got to be a ghost. There's got to be a ghost inside my child. There are episodes where they believe that they found who their child was. Mm. And like, we'll state different facts. There's one this one was so fucking crazy um this child was born june 21st 
and his mother was trying to like show him his birthday on a calendar and he kept pointing to june 26th and was like no june 26th is my birthday and was like <laughs> so insistent about it that he started like freaking out and apparently was having like tantrums about it for like two weeks his parents were like what the fuck like we don't know what to do with this kid and then he started telling them that his uh middle name was ko and that was his mother's maiden name and then he told his mother or he or he asked his mother what her name was and she said jennifer and he said no that's my daughter's name and she and like i don't know if that was my kid i'd probably just be like okay like you're two years old i think i'd stop yeah especially with that one being like wait my kid is my dad like yeah i don't want to think that i don't want to think that at all that just feels like (laughs) ghost spectral incest of some sort but do you think there's do you think there's anything to any of the claims on the show or at least those sort of claims do you think past lives can be you know cycled over i i think they can be there was one kid on the show who uh was like crawling before uh he could even speak and he would always like crawl with a limp and then his parents asked him what happened and like why he crawled like that because they took him to the doctor nothing was wrong and he told them that he he was shot and they're like they're yeah, they're like, you can't, you don't even know what that means. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you were shot? And they, he also uh, knew German. Well, he could just like, okay. like speak some German and uh, could hear German on the TV and like comprehend what was being said. And they f- figured out that he was like a World War II Russian pilot who could speak some German. Jesus. That's pretty they, fucking wild. They interviewed that kid now, and he was like 11 years old, and he was basically just like, did not care. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually called xenoglossia, is what xenoglossia. is the term for when you speak languages you don't know. It sometimes happens in possession claims that people will speak fluent Latin or speak French, and they only know English or whatever. So that's that's pretty far out. I really would like it, and I'd really buy it if also the voice coming through the child was like a man's voice. <laughs> then you got me, because <laughs> I love that image of like a you know some deep maybe cigar smoke laden voice coming through like mom. <laughs> I got I <wish>. shot. <laughs> yeah, all these kids were chumps. I don't think any of them could do the voice only that kid could speak german not enough yeah i know because it's not even a full-grown man's voice well waste of time well uh this is a good place to take a break and speaking of 90 day fiance when we come back i will be talking with maggie cirillo about reality tv Our son Luke told me that he had died and been reborn again. And he said it was a fire. We just jumped out. She said, I'm going to draw you my other mother. Your other mother. I thought, oh my gosh, somebody tried to abduct my daughter. 
I knew that because someone sees something doesn't mean they understand what's happening. I could tell that he was disturbed by something. She was withdrawn. She was angry. I was at a loss. She said, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. He was just staring in complete disbelief. And we are back talking with Maggie Cirillo about what but reality TV. And it's worth pointing out that the definition of reality TV is kind of ephemeral. Like it, it moves around. It's, it's hard to get a pin on it. So I'm just going to read the Wikipedia opening here to their reality television uh, page. And we'll go from there. Reality television is a genre of television programming that documents purportedly unscripted real-life situations, often starring unknown individuals rather than professional actors. Reality television first emerged as a distinct genre in the early 90s with with shows such as The Real World, then achieved prominence in the early 2000s with the success of the series Survivor, American Idol, and Big Brother, all of which became global franchises. Uh, so Maggie, after hearing all that, what do you, what's, what's reality TV to you? So I do agree that I feel most reality TV is not big name actors. It's people who just volunteer and sign up and want to be a part of these shows. And a lot of times because of that, you know, you get like a new villain and you get like a new person that you're like, oh, that's the cool person. Yes. It's like everyone's best friend, you know? They they, they still are cast. Which yes, I've, absolutely. Which I, yeah, in doing the research for the show, I was like, oh, they do cast them. It's not like they just take a group. They audition, you know, and right. usually look through, like, talent columns. So, yeah, you do get a villain and, like, the hero mm-hmm. and the nerd and that. It's, um, it's actually funny. The show Jersey Shore... The mm-hmm. casting for that, they sent in submission tapes, and they didn't let them know until 24 hours before they had to be there that they were chosen for this. <laughs> Man, they got fucked yeah. up that night. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's why the one girl just has trash bags full of clothes, because she didn't have time <laughs> to, like, go get suitcases or yeah. anything. And probably it was a, like, okay, I can pack right now, or I can get... I'm trying to think. I wanted to say wicked drunk, but that's Boston. What what, what do Jersey folks <laughs> say about get getting uh probably like sloppy drunk. Sloppy, yeah, getting sloppy, sloppy drunk. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> My namesake. Uh Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lest we forget. So you're obviously a re, uh a Jersey Shore fan. I mean, who is Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But what other shows? Uh what other shows, you know, maybe what's what's like the first show? that you remember being like, whoa, I, I think I, I kind of like this. Um, I really liked the VH1, like, celebrity dating shows, like the Flavor Flav one oh, and uh, yeah. Rock Love with Brett Michaels. Loved those. And the Watched spinoffs. Those religiously. What, oh, yeah, uh, and the spinoffs. New York, New right? York. Yeah, I love New mm-hmm. York. Yeah, that is, talk about yeah. a villain. Talk about, like, oh, my Cruella God. DeVille level. 
Like people, just if you don't know, people at home, just look up like best of I Love New York. I forget what her real name is, but Tiffany Pollard. Tiffany Pollard. She's been memeified. Mm-hmm. Like she's pretty fucking iconic when it comes to like the early go of uh, reality TV. She spit on that girl. Pumpkin. <laughs> That was like the I think one of the big things was she like fucking hawked a loogie on this girl. Fuck. Or no, Pumpkin hawked a loogie on her and then uh, New York like went to go beat her ass. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what that it makes was. way more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh yeah, what other what other shows? Hmm. Well let me okay. Let me I'll give you a touche here. Start of the pandemic. I had always shit on this show. But just like any reality TV, you end up coming around. The Simple Life with Paris Hilton oh, and Nicole yeah. Ritchie. I watched the first season, and wow, I did a fucking full 180 on that one. Like, I'm a total Nicole Ritchie stan now. Oh, yeah, she's great. Her I energy ever... is in confidence and, like, comedic timing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the things she'll say. <laughs> I never realized how great of comedians they were until yes. I was older. When I was younger, I was uh, and that show came out. I was probably in high school, and I, I definitely same thing with Jersey Shore. I had to rewatch that later. Yeah, and I was like, I am too smart for this. I'm oh, not yeah. watching this. this Especially garbage. I'm sure you can relate being like at all quote unquote alternative. You know, being into like oh, punk yeah. or whatever. In high school, no way I had to be like that's dumb. Uh, that's right. not cool and now i'm like uh par- you know paris <laughs> hell yeah girl paris and nicole fucking oh, man nicole i love such- that shit too that they have to like go get jobs and stuff isn't that the simple life yes yeah they get yes. fired that's constantly great. they oh, they got hired so at sonic good. and put up changed <laughs> the letters on the sign to say like anal i don't know something with anal or something filthy and if they're not doing that, they're, like, trying to pick up guys. And Nicole is trying to pick up much older guys. And she tells them flat out she just wants a guy that has money that will die soon so that she can get their money. And then she asks the dude who's older, do you have money? And he says, yeah. And she says, are you going to die soon? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. But they love her. Like, they, I mean, not everyone loves them, but. So digging a little deeper, what do you think it is about these shows that that we come back to? I mean, is it just pure voyeurism or is there actually something of substance? Um, I mean, I think we come back to them because there are certain people on reality TV shows who are super relatable. Like they aren't, you know, big celebrities. They're not like super beautiful or anything. And if they have a good personality and they seem like they have a good, like a good heart and good morals, you usually become attracted to them. Yeah. Or if they're like the total opposite and they're the villain, sometimes they're just hilarious. Yeah. Like New York. <laughs> or uh, yeah. I actually really like Muhammad from 90 Day Fiance to come back to 90 Day. Yeah, I, I know. Ex- I can see his face in my mind now. Just those like, just like empty eyes and just like monotone voice and just like sometimes cruelty for cruelty's sake i mean the woman he was with definitely is a little or naive deluded uh, oh yeah but 
but yeah, doesn't isn't deserving of like such just unabashed like what's the word I'm looking for? Just disdain. Oh yeah, he he just can't stand her. I mean, he didn't even have the decency to kiss her at their wedding. And then was like, it's a religious thing. And it's like, is it though? Is it? Because I'm pretty sure you just don't want to touch her at all. And you're just using her. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I felt really bad for Danielle in the first, um, the first series that they were a part of. And then later on, it kind of flips where she kind of becomes the villain. Mm. This and is, she's, she's like, like screwing over her kids, like kind of like picking this not even worthwhile relationship over her kids, right? Basically, I mean, she's putting them in an uncomfortable situation for a long time while he's living there. And then after he's gone, it seems like she's just so consumed with, um, like, trying to get him deported and, like, find him and ruin his life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, she's, like, traveling to Miami from uh, Sandusky, Ohio, to, like, try and serve this guy and, like, scream at him and finding out where he's staying. So they kind of, like, switch rules later on. And you can tell that he very much just doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. And he's like, I don't want these cameras here. This is alone. This is what I was talking about earlier. I think one of the good things about reality TV is it can be a release valve for that gossip muscle that, you Oh, know, yeah. We, I would say we all have, but I definitely have. And it's, it's much nicer to talk shit about people you don't know that have also signed up for this. And then exactly. you don't have to, like, see them later. Like, the Satanist in me always wants to ignore the same reason I like horror movies. It's like, just because it's a negative emotion that is being triggered doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad for you. We got to get oh, those no. things out somehow. And yeah, absolutely. I think that's why I love horror movies too. Like I'm like, oh man, I'm not gonna go out and murder someone, but sometimes I feel really yeah. frustrated <laughs> and seeing someone else kill someone is like totally. Oh, all right, cool, cool. All right, pr- producer, isolate that, and we <laughs> we're gonna use that against her later whenever uh, I need some chain mail on the cheap. <laughs> Um, I have this message. I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also love talking. I looked at the wall as my producer. So, you know, just so the listeners know, I do the work here for, I perform. Okay. Well, we are going to take a break here. And then when we come back, we're going to dig a little deeper into reality TV and look for the occult connections therein. So stay tuned if you dare. You will begin in the prison's north. Your mission will be to determine if the prison is in fact haunted. If there is a death, he's working every time in a place like this. One of the most supernaturally... Oh, yeah. I've just experienced something horrible. There's blood all over the wall. I've never been this scared in my life. That's not normal. I may not make it. So why do I care about that? I can't see anything. And we're back with Maggie Cirillo talking about 
reality TV and the occult connections therein. And when we picked the topic reality TV, I immediately was starting to run down the list of, you know, what what kind of occulty, paranormal, supernatural shows are there. And I feel like recently they've kind of gained popularity, or at least like in the past decade, and shows like Ghost Hunters come to mind, Ghost Adventures that you were telling me about, and Finding Bigfoot, all these kind of, you know, shows my parents would watch, and shows (laughs) that are basically just like professionals, and I am using quotes, professionals, uh, trying to prove or disprove, you know, cryptids or ghosts, Uh, but Maggie, what show did you take a dive into that is a little different? Um, Recently, I revisited Scare Tactics, a show that I remember watching when I was probably in middle school on MTV. And the thing that really stuck with me... On sci-fi. Oh, it was on sci-fi. It was on sci-fi. Really? I thought it was on MTV. That's when, you know, your memory is just telling you something that's fucking made up. Yeah, what Because I was like 100% sure. Yeah, I was 100% sorry. sure it was on MTV. I didn't, you I'm just, sorry, I did that to you. <laughs> yeah, you I just know that shook feeling. my world. Like, no. It's like, what? Really? I swore Brink was on Nickelodeon. No, Disney <laughs> Channel. Well, definitely but, know that's Disney. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Scare Tactics. Do you want to explain sort of what the premise of the show is? So the premise of the show is that a friend will nominate another friend or even sometimes a group of friends to go on the show and be scared. So there's everything from like uh, a girl getting a new uh, job, being a secretary for this guy, and then finding out very shortly that he murdered his partner and that the there's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, like Bigfoot, aliens, just all sorts of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, demonic Murder possessions. Yeah. yeah, organ harvesting. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's really, the special effects, like the whole show is kind of set up and shot and edited like a horror movie. Like mm-hmm. anybody that dies off screen, they end up showing you them laying there dead. Now, would you want to be pranked in that way? Um, I, I'd probably be pissed that I was um, on TV. Mm. But I would, uh, I'd probably enjoy the, the prank part of it. Because I don't think I've ever been that scared in my entire life. Not like the people on the show. Oh my goodness, there was um, one girl in an RV for like a, a, a Bigfoot encounter. And her scream, it was the most, like, insane, perfect horror movie scream (laughs) that you could ever hear. Like, it was amazing. And her reaction was just, you know, to grab the person next to her and kind of, like, start, like, almost climbing onto their arm. (laughs) Um, Another girl, the, the one where there was, like, a slasher in the woods... And she's the only person who sees them through the window. Uh, her reaction, you know, she she just starts kind of like panicking. Like she gets really hot. 
<laughs> starts like trying to fan herself and cool herself down and she's just trying to tell everyone that she's with to like take her seriously like she knows she like sounds like she's being crazy but she just wants them to believe her so badly she gets up and just locks the door immediately and that the actors that are because sometimes it's it'll be a mix of actors and their friends to really up the yes. like reality of it and the actors are always it's so funny to me to watch as an outsider because what the what the victim of the scare is describing sounds fucking horrifying and the actors are mm-hmm. always just like oh no 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 that's that's just uh the neighbor or like it's the most asinine like unbelievable poo-pooing of someone's legit <laughs> like oh there's a dude out there with a machete man like, oh it's, it's probably my boyfriend he's just walking around on the porch with the he machete. loves masks yeah he's really <laughs> yeah he's that. wearing a mask yeah uh well for my research i revisited a show from my youth that you told me you at least faintly remember called well it's technically called mtv's fear actually this because the psychic that they consulted on the show told them that instead of fear mtv's fear would numerologically be a more fortuitous title which is actually pretty cool oh my god i didn't know that that's crazy but the basic premise is like six strangers are blindfolded and led to a haunted location and then told to take their blindfolds off at a particular time so that they don't encounter the crew at all. And then from there on out, they are the crew using shoulder-mounted cameras to do different what they call dares, these kind of missions into various parts of the haunted location, escalating as the episodes go further and further away from the little safe house that they're harbored in, in order to win $5,000 at the end. And they can abort at any time they want, but they forfeit the money, and then another member has to finish their mission. And the one I watched... It's on YouTube. Do they individually get $5,000? Yes, individually. Oh, my God. Five grand. Early early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. I think this came out right after Blair Witch Project, and it shows. It's the same kind of setup of like, oh, haunted area. Let's explore it. Wait, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on? Is this actually real? And the the shoulder-mounted cams kind of give you that, like, I am so scared, you know, from Blair Witch. Uh but the one I watched, it's on YouTube. It was in, I think it's just West, West Virginia State Penitentiary. Not very far from okay. here in Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. I was hyped because all the other guests were from L.A., Oregon, uh, New York. These, they got them from casting agencies. But one dude, his name's Steve Breyer. I looked him up on Facebook. He looks like he has a pretty decent life now. Uh, <laughs> Steve Breyer is from... Bethel Park. And it shows. Oh, he has yeah. the Yinzerist accent. And amazing. He's also the fucking bravest. He doesn't like <laughs> everybody else is freaking <laughs> out. What the fuck was that? Oh my God. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's just like, he's using like military speak on the radio and everything, like over Roger, you know, like trying to psych himself up. 
But, man, this show is still pretty fucking scary. And I guess I ask you, uh, what's your experience with any kind of, you know, exploring of what could be haunted, abandoned places? So I grew up in Sharon, Pennsylvania, in Mercer County. So a lot of the uh, surrounding neighborhoods around Sharon and Hermitage are just kind of like cornfields, barns, no one's really around. There was this road called Bill Hill. <laughs> wait, bit, and but wait, what did you, Bill Hill or Bill Heel or? Bill Heel. Spell it. H-E, or H-E-E-L. Okay, I was and like. Just Bill, like Bill, like B-I-L-L. Yeah, I was like, sure, I was like, how yinzer are you? Like Beal. Yeah. I, I tried super hard to uh, enunciate that as best as I could. It's my Pittsburgh um, ears too. Like I couldn't help. Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got Ginzer ears from my grandma. Mm-hmm. So this place, Bill Heel, it was like you would drive down a dirt road in uh, this town called Transfer, Pennsylvania, and somebody had left a milk crate on the side of the road, and that's where you parked your car when you got to the milk crate. And you would just, some people would get out of their cars. I, I went up there a few times when people did, and it, it just didn't seem like anything would happen. But one time we all stayed in the car. And up the road, you could start to see this, like, shadow going past the, the light that was reflecting onto the road. And then it just kept getting, like, faster and seemed like it was getting closer. And at the exact same time, me and two other people were like, there's a woman walking down the road and we all started freaking the fuck out. There's this like eerie, uh, white shadow that was walking down the road and you could tell it was a woman in a dress, but you couldn't really make out any of her features, but you could clearly see hands. And when we all saw her hands, we just drove away immediately everyone was like no i can't dig it let's get out of here it's probably the most scared i'd ever been in my life and just having the conversation with two other people about what was going on and everyone just agreeing and like yelling at the yes. same time it was like okay so we're we're not making this up like we all saw this and that's where we would cue uh the intro for MTV Sphere, which is Voodoo by Godsmack. I'm <laughs> so far away when I feel the snake bite enter my veins. Never did I want to be here again. And I don't remember why I came. I got an eyebrow ring. <laughs> well, Maggie, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me on your show. Been talking about it for a while. Glad it happened. Yeah, I appreciate you getting the word out there. And Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for helping me, you know, reaffirm my love of reality trash. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, People and this just is, need to give into it. Exactly. This is for the fakers out there. Don't be ashamed, okay? <laughs> like it, okay? And especially from a satanic point of view, garbage is it's good for you. 
You know, it's a, oh, yeah. it's a release Just take valve. take it all in. Yeah, it releases the toxins. But do you have anything you'd like to promote and any way for the fakers to follow you? Hell yeah. So you can uh, follow me at Chronic Chain on Instagram. One word, spelled exactly how it sounds. On there, I have my chainmail and resin jewelry. And there are also updates about any vending that I'll be doing around the Pittsburgh area. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I love, I was scrolling through the website today, like a lot of different things for different people, whatever your style is. Yeah, a lot of, I love all the pressed flowers in the resin ashtrays. Very. That's something I just started doing. Yeah, I like the, it feels handmade, but it's also very like, like you're using molds and great fucking job. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you can follow us at Fake Ritual on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Visit us at www.fakeritual.com. Need to update it, but it has some old articles I wrote and some little Easter eggs hidden throughout. And if you want to email us for with suggestions, with stories, you want to be on the show or just want to... I don't know, insult me in my last name. Uh, that's fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com. And Maggie, would you please join me in wishing the fakers a final go fake yourselves? Sure. Should we do it on the count of three? On three. Sounds good. One, two, three. Go, go fake, fake yourselves. yourselves. Thanks again for listening. The show is produced by me, Lucas Sloppy. The intro was provided by Will Marshall with music in part by Johnny Arlett. Keep an eye out next week for a returning guest to the mini-sode and a fun little choose-your-own-adventure of sorts. But until then, remember, fakers... Reality is a show without a producer. Bye.